What's up, guys? In this episode, Andrew and I break down an analysis how El Jefe from NoFX helped change their sound and style. If you don't know who NoFX is, you don't want to miss this episode because Andrew and I observe how El Jefe contributed to their song development as well as other things. So if you are just now discovering punk, definitely stay tuned to tonight's episode all the way through because we have a special song at the very end. So here we go. What's up? Oi, Genshi. Uh, <laughs> Oi, Genshi. That's like, uh, what's up, people? That's how you say it in uh, Portuguese. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of weird, like, the way they say uh, hi. Like, I know in Spanish, I mean, they do have hola, but, mm-hmm. like, how many ways can you say hi in Spanish? Hola. Uh, I, you know what? I, well, there's the slang. There's always the slang. Like, que onda, que hubo, que hubole. Is there like uh, a what, what's like the closest to what's up, dude? Que onda, vato? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is it, is so, it a so, que pasa one? Yeah, there's that one, but I mean, yeah, there's a bunch. There's a bunch. Sweet. I can't think of them right now. I'm I'm just fried, dude. Oh no, <laughs> I feel it. Long long weekend, right? Yeah, today that that's why we're recording this on a Monday. That's right. And yeah. we didn't do it yesterday because it was like, eh, why not? You know, mm. I went on a hike, so that was cool. And I had a barbecue with family and friends in Sacramento. Man, that sounds way funner than what I was doing. What which is pretty much uh, painting cabinets for my mom. Uh, basically, and, and the only exciting thing that happened is that someone hit a telephone pole like legit ah. one hour ago. Really? Um, they're safe. Don't worry. I'm not. I'm not saying that their harm was entertaining. Just well, I know the fact that something harmed. happened. <laughs> who got Yesterday, harmed? Yesterday we were in the middle of the barbecue. Uh, we hear this loud bang, and we see this uh, this girl, and she's bleeding from her mouth. What? And and, and she and she has like this belt, uh, uh, this bed rail, like one of those like the the metal part of it. Uh huh. And she's swinging and beating the car. This it was like this black Nissan. Uh, and she breaks the window, the back window, and like starts like just beating it. And all the neighbors go out there, and she storms into the house. This is in Sacramento, in Del Paso Heights. Uh, and so my, my all the neighbors get out, and he, like there's like commotion and stuff, and we're just chilling, having the barbecue. And then someone calls the cops. The cops show up with, the, and then like the ambulance show, or the fire truck show up. Uh, it was crazy, dude. Like. We didn't Good expect night. that. We had never seen anything like that, at least not in that neighborhood in Sacramento. Wow. So it, it was like, whoa, like, what's going on? But, yeah, that, that's, I, I, you know, the girl, I think, I'm thinking it was a case of domestic violence because the cops showed up and they they, they went inside the house. And uh, when they, they when they came out, they came out with the girl and stuff. And they were, the, the cop was following the police report. Mm. Things that happened she- in Sacramento. <laughs> she she must have saw like her boyfriend's like phone and all yeah, like text messages. Mm-hmm. He probably said like, "Hey, what's what's up, beautiful?" for like Domino's or something. <laughs> like, you know, what's what? up, beautiful I, for Domino's pizza? What? You know, it was weird, man. We we had all these assumptions about it, and at the end of the day, we just said, "You know what? Let's just continue to eat meat and uh, enjoy our our music here." So, okay, that's right what on. we did. Did you guys throw it down with like any? You know that that's a totally different subject. All right, we could we could talk about food any well, other time. That, 
Awesome things that happened from Sacramento or that have happened in Sacramento was one, I was born. No, I'm just playing. The other one is that, that my is favorite, one of my favorite artists, uh, one of my favorite contributors to my favorite band, El Jefe, Aaron Abeda, was born in Sacramento as well, uh, in Oak Park. Not too many people know that. West um, Coast so that, natives. Exactly. And so he, he uh, he's Mexican-American. And so that's kind of cool for me to just be like, all right, like, you know, you got a bato, you know, that he's from Sacramento and, he, and he's in a really like, he's in, he's in the, uh, they call it the most popular, unpopular band for he's many a, reasons. He's no in the most popular, unpopular band? Yeah, he plays the guitar and the trumpet and does the backup vocals. Ah, that's a cool combo. Yeah. Guitar so and trumpet. He, his, his, his background in jazz or his background in music is jazz. Ooh. Uh, he, has, he has his degree in, um, he has his degree in music, and uh, I think he, he now he owns a, a, lebr- a record label called Cybertrax with his wife. Mm. Uh, so they put out like melodic, punk, like more like indie melodic punk bands. They they, they distribute their music and stuff. Um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have known with a name like that Cybertrax. Mm-hmm. I would imagine like Electronica or like right. You know, That's what I was thinking. Stuff like that. So yeah, but uh, okay, he's got his he's got his, his little buzz going. Um, he he, he uh. I read the book, uh, the the bio from for NoFX, and uh, it was interesting to read his story. Like, you know, it was somewhat similar to mine. Oddly, it was like okay, like he had like, he played around with uh, the trumpet, you know, like from like mariachi songs, like Mexican songs, you know, and he would play his his guitar in the back seat, you know, in the in the car when the family was driving to Mexico. So, and I, those were things I did. So I, I I feel like okay, that that's like some similarities. Not I'm not saying like oh yeah, I'm the next little jefe. No. It's just saying it feels nice to be able to relate with someone that you admire or that you enjoy their music, you know, like their background and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, we're all just real people, you know, just yeah. doing what we love most, right? No, that's that's facts. That's facts. So the, fir- the first thing is uh, he, he basically came in the band after uh, their previous lead guitarist, Steve, left the band to, you know, he just wasn't feeling the band. No offense. I was going to so- ask why he leave. Yeah, no, he just wasn't feeling it. He, he he got tired of the touring, he got tired of the lifestyle, and he left and went to play in, like, this country band. And so... Uh, okay. Uh, I think they made a Jefe audition or something, is what the book said, um, with the guitar unplugged, because they wanted to see if he really could play the songs. Mm-hmm. And he did. He was the one that stood out the most, and so they, they got him into the band. But he was kind of like the, we're going to start a whole new gimmick kind of thing for the band, because prior to that, no effects was more like metal, like punk metal-ish, you know, and they were kind of falling in the footsteps of Bad Religion, listening to a lot of like Brett Gerwitz and Greg Gaffin's type of vocals. They're, they're the, those are the singers from, from Bad Religion. Yeah. And I, I've mentioned it before, they got like the melodic punk sound, but Fat Mike's favorite band is Bad Religion, which is funny because they're kind of around the same time. You think you'd listen to someone before, like in the past, you know, like right. from the 90s, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're from the 90s, you could listen to someone from like the 70s or 80s, but no. They started the band somewhere around the same time, and Fat Mike's kind of trying to replicate that sound, but with what he has in his own way. And so that's how NoFX developed that first. So yeah, after, yeah. After after uh, he after Heffy joins the band, they're like, "Oh, cool! You play the trumpet, you know?" And like he does all these cool impersonations and stuff. And uh, they just basically saw it as like the golden ticket, like, "Oh, cool! You know, like th- we got to take advantage of this stuff." Because obviously, right. with a band with no lead guitarist that you know 
kind of plays stuff like that doesn't really sound as well. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, he 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 joins the band, and the first EP they drop is called uh, "The Longest Line," and to me, that's one of my favorites, honestly, because it's kind of like a transition album from or EP from uh, "Ribbed," which is my all-time favorite album. It's like from "Ribbed" with Steve, the lead the lead guitarist, over to "Longest Line" with Little Hefe. It's like that transition period where it's like, okay, you're you're leaving one one sound to you know develop another. And, you're entering uh, into a new era. It? Yeah, and this is in like '91, I think '90-'91, something like that. And so, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's like 30 years ago. I'm crazy. So basically, uh... <laughs> sorry. So no, I the, the just because first... like thinking about that. I mean, I I was born in '93, man. So when you when you say that that was nearly thirty years ago, or at least three decades ago, uh-huh. good night, good night. Right. That makes me just feel so old. Sorry, continue yeah. on with uh, El Jefe and his. Oh well, no, I'm to, just uh, saying, like the fir- the first song, the first song is called "The Death of John Smith." And what's interesting is that when you play the first, the, when you play the track, you you'll hear like all this, like it's like it's like people clapping, like like a stadium, you know. And mm-hmm. then you hear Fat Mike come in, and he's like, "Hi, we're no effects." And then you, the the sound just drops, like you can't hear anything. It gets silent, and then you hear these little crickets playing in the background. And uh, you hear like this bass line kick in, it's like, dun, 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 dun. and then the drums come in, and it's like, "Okay, cool, like here we go." Uh, and so the first time you hear Hefe, he's in the middle of the track. Uh, he he says, "When the in darkness fills your heart, I will be around. When you're feeling all alone." Then you'll know it's time to go into the ground, and then he repeats it. And but so when you hear him sing it, you're kind of like, if you're, I'm assuming, if you were like a fan of NoFX in the like '80s with Steve, you're going, who's this dude singing those lines, and why does it sound so different? Mm. But it's actually really nice. It's like, okay, cool. Like you, you don't have just Fat Mike singing. I, you know, they they, they started kind of experimenting with other other sing, other singing, and that uh, was from members. And that was what I was gonna say is because uh, you had to mention that he was a vocalist when you're mentioning his uh, his skill set on trumpet and guitar. Yeah. But that's also really cool too to like have someone that's uh, multi talented or multi skilled mm-hmm. in that capacity. Did he also write those lyrics? Right. I think so. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. I, I really don't know. But they're good. And so uh, then you get into the next song. It's the longest line, and that to me. The way I know the things I know about punk, it's kind of like okay, that was kind of like the turning point where punk rock went from like kind of hardcore to more softcore. Like you hear the longest line, it's like these little simple chords, and I have a feeling just because I've like observed the, the way it's drummed and stuff, I, like I play it on guitar, it's like okay, like it's it's more of like a mellow sound, but it's still punk, which is kind of weird because after that you get bands like like Green Day, for example, that kind of tried emulating that sound. Uh, you get like Rancid, who's already kind of doing stuff like that. I mean, well, they were doing like Operation Ivy in, in Berkeley, like Gilman and stuff. But aren't all these guys from uh, that... Northern California? No, no. Well, kind of. No effects is it was founded in Hollywood, uh, like, and then West Hollywood, I think. And then they moved to San Francisco for a while, and then they basically established their label there, Fat Records. Mm. So yeah, I guess you can say they're from Northern California. So is Rancid. They're, from the east, east, from the bay, and Green Day. Yeah, Green Day too. Yeah, which is pretty cool because we get to brag about that. Because I mean, Sacramento's <laughs> known for 
yeah. people, you know, beating on other people's cars. Right, right. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Yeah. Anyways, so what, what I like, what I want to say about Hefe is that his his vocals is what's really notorious. Uh, his background, especially his background vocals. Uh, so as they're trying to emulate this like bad religion type of sound, uh, you can hear that the the background vocal is really clean and it's really consistent, and is you can it? hear. Yeah, you can hear. You can hear it. Well. Sorry, I was just gonna ask. So, like, does he use background vocals as a? Um, I think the word is anti antiphony, which means you do like a call and back response. Or does he use background vocals as like another instrument to kind of blend into the music? It's, it's kind of like a filler. Like you got your main vocal, and then like he's just kind of like let's say he's either you know Fat Mike's on A, he's, he's like singing on the A note. I have it probably mm-hmm. playing like a minor they're singing a minor okay. kind of like so they kind of har- harmonize you know what i mean and yeah so, and that's what that was the whole uh goal i think because they were trying to get they're trying to sound like bad religion but um so it's cool the, and then the, the very last song oh wait there's a jazz breakdown in uh this song called it's like the third track third or fourth track on the ep longest line uh it's called uh remnants so the, you, you got like this really high, like really fast paced, uh, you know, strumming. And it sounds like uh, like this hardcore punk. You start you start hearing some of his guitar solos, which are way different than Steve's. And you're like, man, like this guy really tears it up. And then all of a sudden they break it down and you hear this like really slow, cool, like jazz, like lounge core kind of sound. And it's like, oh, OK, cool. Interesting. So he brought that, that to the table. Awesome. He, he brought that to the table to no effects jazz, you know, and then the, and the last song. <laughs> the song is actually really stupid. The title is really stupid. I, me personally, I don't like that song, but I admire the fact that he he was like using trumpet to kind of do like ska and like reggae within a mm-hmm. punk, in a punk band. Uh, something that had been done before, like in the seventies. But I mean, not to me. It was like, whoa! Like if this guy could do it, I could do it. You know, because I was playing the trumpet. Mm-hmm. You know, back then in 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 a middle in middle school in a punk band too. But I never really play it like he did, obviously. But no, it was right, cool. right. It's cool. He he basically you'll just get like, there. You know, came up with like little catchy trumpet lines and stuff, and they they throw them in there. And like later on, like later albums, like uh, Heavy Petting Zoo, that there was there's a couple songs where he plays the trumpet, and also in their uh, 2016 album First Ditch Effort, which I really recommend. It's a really good one. Well, Wait. very cool, very cool. Yeah, I always love like jazz fusion and uh, moments where you know artists can sneak it into their uh, their main repertoire of music. Right. Um, so I mean, you were talking about how uh, they were influenced by Bad Religion, and how around this time other you know California bands were coming up. Um, is uh, and I don't know if you can answer this off the top of your head. This is kind of a uh, I guess kind of a bigger question, um, but. It, how do they fit in? How does No Effects, or even uh, Hefe, how how do they fit into um, influencing the greater uh, West Coast music scene? Oh well, you got bands, you got bands after that, uh, kind of tried emulating the sound, like MXPX, for example. Uh, they, you got, you had like all these like little small local bands coming up, um, like these like more local small venues. And they were all kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to copy the sound, really, you know. But 
I know, like my band, when I was growing up, I tried doing it. You know, uh, with the, I was in a band called the Knuckleheads. <laughs> the Knuckleheads. Right, right. No, no K, just the N, and it was like the Knuckleheads. And uh, we tried, we kind of tried taking that sound a little bit, like in '90. No. That's how it should be spelled, by the way. <laughs> right? It's like what that? What's that K doing there? Like it's silent. But yeah, no. You know what I heard is, uh, it's it, it comes from like. So basically, silent letters used to be pronounced. Really? So like, knife was knife. <laughs> what? Knuckles was knuckles. What at some point, was this a long at? time ago, somewhere a long time ago, uh, in the old world, you know, probably like old, like old, old English. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but that's that's what I heard. Is that's why they're there. Like, what they're about not, lasagna? They really shouldn't be. Lasagna. Sorry, what? You eat lasag- lasagna? Lasagna? No, <laughs> I do not eat lasagna or balagna. All right. So what's cool about I, this guy is that he's really he's really skilled in, in you know not just one thing. I mean, you could be like, this is a jack of all trades, like they say. You know, if you can play the oh, if okay, so they have a song that's like 18 minutes long, and I've showed it to the decline, and he's the guy playing the trump. He yeah, plays the, the trombone you know, at the end of the song. He's playing it. I really enjoy it's that. Good, song. right? Um. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, when, when you first told me, like, it was going to be 18 minutes long, <laughs> I did kind of look at it like it was going to uh-huh. be a chore. But, dude, I mean, just... Well, first off, the subject matter was really heavy and it really was. deep. Because it's about, you know, the the collapse of, you know, societal uh, uh, constructs, values, yep. civilization, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the corruption that goes on in, you know, societies. Um, I don't know if he was talking about, you know the society that they grew up it in could you know, be. america or I think it is actually or if they're just talking about in general but overall like i was highly captivated uh-huh. um uh and it, it's, yeah man it's it's a it's a masterpiece of uh punk is, writing dude. and uh it's kind of to me it feels when i listen to the decline i feel like i'm like about to like go on a roller coaster and then i'm on the roller coaster and then i get off the roller coaster like it's just like all the different sounds and change-ups and like you know tempo changes all these things you got like the melodies that are like always con- they're like consistent yet different in certain certain points and you could really hear Hefe's influence did- on that track where he's like singing uh I, I think you said something where it's like he, he kind of does like the backup vocal where he comes in to repeat something he, that's him doing that yeah he yes. does that on that song okay and it's like really high pitched and I, I Fat Mike couldn't at the, he doesn't really sing that high pitched and so Hefe kind of takes care of that, which makes it sound kind of like that harmony melodic punk that they're shooting for. No, I loved it. Um, wh- uh, what what year did that? Ninety eight. The decline, I believe, is ninety eight. Oh man, because you know that song, it kind of reminded me of um, what was that song that Green Day made for their American Idiot album? It's like the uh, opener. I didn't listen to that one. And it and it's also, it's like it's also like eight minutes long. It's not Ballad of St. Jimmy. It's, uh... Oh, I can't remember it. But it's from that album. It was also, like... It was kind of a, that similar uh-huh. structure. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't have the same subject matter. Oh, in a way, they kind of did. Oh. But, um... Well, just just in kind of, like... Uh, they did a lot of societal commentary. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Um... You know, I think the Iraq war was going uh, on at that yeah, time, yeah. That where was it was just kicking up. Interesting, and like, they, that time period. So, like, yeah, no, no came out with an album specifically targeting the president, actually called "War on Errorism." 
Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Listen to it. It's real. It's, the, it's probably like their most political album, honestly. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, uh, I was trying to like gauge inside my brain, like, okay, so I wonder if Green Day was influenced directly yeah, by so. the decline. Has to. You know, because it, it, it's of the exact same kind of like creative writing caliber. Um, subject matter is, you know, kind of touches on the same things. And uh, it's basically a, uh, a punk rock suite, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which you don't really see suites in pop music. What's, or, a, what's a suite? Uh, I don't know. Pop music. Uh, I've never... so, so a suite is a classical term that means like a set of music that um, goes by a certain uh-huh. theme and the theme can be musical or like a like a, maybe a particular like little uh, motif that you hear repeated through an album or uh, oh, through a couple okay. of songs or it could be a lyrical uh-huh. theme um, and so when you look at the decline it's you know it's all united by one lyrical subject matter yeah theme. it definitely is um yeah so I mean it's all united by that the music uh, you know it'll go through all these different things like a roller coaster as mm-hmm. you said um, but it, but the difference between like a sweet and a medley is that a medley doesn't care about if the songs are by United uh, okay. so you could go from like one song completely into a different thing and you know it's not like such, you got three, with the three sweet, different per se songs that are like within the same kind of area but they're uh about different things like i know i know there's a medley on uh happy road by the beatles right right yeah and uh so that's that's a good example of something that's not really a sweet but it is a medley Mm -hmm. um you know and uh i know that there's examples of uh popular sweets out there i just can't think of them at this Mm -hmm. moment i know the I know the, uh, oh, you know what? So like Marvin Gaye's album, What's Going On, mm-hmm. is the the first side is an example of a musical suite because you hear certain themes get repeated mm-hmm. throughout oh. the entirety of that album. But I don't, I don't know how to differentiate when something is a suite versus a concept album. Mm-hmm. It sounds like to me if the suite is long enough or if it goes through the entire album, it's a concept album so uh, this is all really to say that the decline is dope <laughs> it's a and it's a oh, punk rock suite it's like how, i can only imagine how long it took them to finish that you know what i mean like rehearse it, yeah like, record it do all the tracks well i would want to know mix it master it yeah well i don't know if you know this but did they do it piecemeal or did they do it all in one whole thing what I'm sorry, it couldn't cut off. What was that? So, so my question, I don't know if you know this, but and I would, would like to know is if they recorded that song in piecemeal fashion or What's if they did it. I never heard that. So, like, in other words, did they do, like, all right, here's this 30 second section. We're all going to do it together. All right. Oh. We did it. Now let's move on and do the next section. And then they, like, glue the two pieces together. Or, I have no clue. That would be kind of interesting to research, honestly. Yeah, because that was a concept. Um, I can't remember what the exact concept of it is, but that was kind of like 
that was revolutionary in the late 60s when the Beach Boys and the Beatles did that. And that's been and that's been kind of like a mainstream uh, thing that you do in music ever since. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. It, it's kind of like making a movie. You know, you do certain scenes. You see how those scenes work together. If you don't like something, you kind of change it. Maybe you mm-hmm. switch how the scenes, you know, are uh, played. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we do that all the time on like, you know, uh, different music programs. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. Or, yeah. Or, uh, like I said, maybe they did it on one whole take, which if they did, that would be amazing if they yeah, did that. Yeah, I, 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 when I saw the video when it went live, it was like, what? Like, I, because first of all, like, they didn't have, they didn't have, they didn't have, like, a recording of it when they first dropped in 98, but they, they played it live in Portland, uh, like, I want to say, like, a month ago, and it went on YouTube, and I, you know, after the, after the YouTube video, like, you could like they went live basically on instagram and you could like send questions and stuff and ask like things about the decline and all that but when i was when i was watching it they played it with a symphony and uh oh. it, was like, it was like what boss remember it like yeah it was like, dude like this guy's good you know um but i want to kind of like switch over to the saying like when you listen to the actual album that like the full album right after longest line which is uh they they called it to present themselves as like basically the, the new members of NoFX was like white trash to heaps and a bean, which is you got the you who, who the drummer who is the white trash is Eric Smelly or Eric uh, Sandin, mm-hmm. uh, and then he's the drummer, and then you got like Fat Mike who's like Jewish, and so is Eric Melvin, he's Jewish, so they instead of calling they, they call him like Hebrews and they just shortened it to heaps, right? And then you got and a bean, and obviously the bean is <laughs> El Hefig is Mexican, yeah. And it's just a picture of their guts. It's pretty funny. Like they're like, it's just like their guts hanging out. And like the first, the first song is like, it's pretty similar to uh, the death of John Smith, because okay, so the death of John Smith is it's basically about a guy that has like he's trying to climb up climb up the corporate ladder, and he, he's like kind of bragging about like he has like he has benefits at work and he provides for his kids and he's he's respected in his community. But he has a drinking problem and he he wonders if his job is even worth you know losing his happiness over you know and so mm. so it, it's a really good song like that but that's that's on that's on uh the longest line on on uh fat mike wrote that one but on the white trash the he's in a bean um you got you got uh sold out so you got the word soul like you know like rubber soul and yeah doubt as in like no doubt it's like sold mm. out and put the the, the wordplay there is like like sold out like it's a, like a like a show a, a concert that would be sold out right so i right. thought that was pretty neat and uh when you when you hear that yeah i definitely similar. yeah i definitely respect their um their lyrical content and their uh ability to just use language in a really oh, uh, captivating way you know what's gonna like watch if you listen to oxymoron on uh first ditch effort 2016 album that song is basically all about medication like like prescription prescription drugs that doctors give you and they like it says mm-hmm. and he's playing around with it like fat mike says like uh, i've been calling oxymoron because i question what drugs are the wars on uh and then they talk about like mm. they'll have a good zen explanation <laughs> you know so like they'll use like wow you know what i'm saying like they're they're, they're like pills that people take and they and he makes like sentences with them it's pretty funny. It's like, I would, I would love to see like what he would do with rap. <laughs> Just give him a couple of That'd bars, be pretty cool, huh? a couple of beats. 
yeah. Punk, punk rap. rap. That kind of was a thing for a while, like in the mid 2000s. Uh, like the Beastie Boys. No, I, I was thinking more like Corn. Um, that band Corn. I never liked them, or not. But yeah, Beastie Boys kind of did it. I think they might have been the first to do it. Actually, Run DMC might. Have. Well, I know, I know their uh, roots. They were originally a, a the punk roots? band, and then. No, no, no. The Beastie oh. Boys roots, their origins were a, uh, I know, right? But the, yeah, but uh, hey, give it up for yeah. the roots too. But uh, no, Beastie Boys, yeah, I'm pretty sure like their origin was a punk band and then they transitioned to hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could. I mean, you, you, you can sense that. And then just like, you know what, we're just, we're just going to do rap. <laughs> right, because I mean, if you listen to Sure Shot, you kind of get that, like that sort of like garage yeah. rock. Um, that paradigm or that feeling, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's hey, inspiring. Man. It's uh, inspiring so, to see what one person can do for a whole band. You know, I'm not saying that he does all the work, it, but you, there's definitely artists that influence the sound in a band, and it makes it, you know, it makes it all kind of tie in. You know, it's pretty cool to watch. And really, like even the bigger picture, like influencing other bands um, locally. And, you know, just going beyond that, who knows? They may have helped Green Day make one of their biggest records of um, I don't mean their personally, career, it helped you have, like, a sense of, of identity. You know, when you're growing up, and I was, like, 12, 13, and, mm. you know, you're like, okay, just going through life changes and stuff. And, like, I remember just thinking, well, I mean, this guy, he plays guitar, and he's from Sacramento, and he's Mexican-American. That's cool. Like, it's, it was kind of like someone to look up to kind of thing, like, I, maybe I could be that way or something, but you realize you get older and you create your own identity and stuff like that. But um, at first, when you're, you're a kid and you're still kind of developing, that's kind of what it was like for me, you know, because I played the trumpet and all that, and it was like I would just sit there in my room and try to try to learn the the trumpet songs or the trumpet lines. So it's cool. I don't know. Do you yeah. have an artist that like you kind of emulated as a kid? Ooh, like, uh, that is a good. Uh, man, so Brian Wilson is definitely like up there, um, but also Danger Mouse, oh, yeah. the producer. I think, I think, I think it's kind of like these guys who are mm-hmm. uh, background mm-hmm. people cool. that I really look up to, um, like people who you know they have a mm-hmm. lot of soul and talent, you know, but they don't try to. Uh, they don't hog the spotlight. They don't. They don't try to. <laughs> in, in, yeah, they they don't they don't really go for that like right, right. self worship type of thing. Um, not you know Bono, <laughs> Bono. Um, but anyways, it's uh yeah, yeah. So I th- I think like Brian Wilson, like Danger Mouse, like you know, and there's probably a couple others, but right. I gravitate and you know for harmonize sure. with them a lot. Well, it was cool, man. I'm glad we. Were... Well, this was yeah, this was a great episode. Uh, a couple things with an artist and see their see their stuff, and hopefully we could come up with more. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm now we got to go back decline to after this. Monday. I mean, Tuesday. I mean, Monday. <laughs> yeah. All right. I know, right? All right? Don't people, you feel like Monday? But you guys have a good one. Yeah.